0: Love & Watches is a podcast for male and female watch lovers alike. Perpetual Girl and Ranch Racer are a watch-crazy wife and husband team, bringing you the latest in news, gossip, controversy, and anything else that matters in the world of watches. We hope you enjoy the show.
1: Hey, watch fam, this is Ranch Racer. And this is Perpetual Girl. You guys have made it to episode 19? Mm -hmm. 19, episode 19. Uh, if you noticed, uh, our our last two episodes were released a week apart, and we're again one week out. So, really trying to uh, get these out to you guys once a week. Can't promise that it'll happen all the time, but uh, life does get in the way. Life sometimes. does get in the way, but uh, we're having fun recording. We are really excited about this episode because it's all about you guys. Um, we solicited some questions from you on Instagram and basically said anything was fair game. Didn't even have to be about watches, but we wanted to, uh, kind of share your questions with, with everyone else listening and then answer them on the air. We got
0: a lot of questions. (gasps) We did and you didn't
1: put your phone on mute. (laughs) (laughs) It's
0: on our list to do. Uh Uh-huh. Alarms will go off too. So,
1: uh, so anyway, we, we, uh, Thank you so much for all your questions. Unfortunately, I don't think we'll get to all of them. Actually, I know for sure we won't get to all of them today, but we will definitely be doing this again. This is really fun for us because, uh, it it gives us that chance to interact with you guys kind of, kind of in a live way, at least on the air. So you guys can all hear each other's questions and, and sometimes
0: we learn things too, because, you know, we're, we're all learning. It's all a process.
1: Yep. Yep. So really excited for this one. We've been looking forward to it and, uh, Again, if we don't get to your question today, uh, don't worry about it. We will get to it in the next episode that we'll be doing uh, a little bit down the line. But um, we only have so much time. So we really wanted to put a lot of thought into these answers. So they will extend probably a little bit. They won't be like <laughs> super quick answers. But um, I guess so-
0: I wanted to kind of start off with the fact that I'm really enjoying our new recording location here in the craft room, which Initially, I wasn't sure if that was going to work out, but um, it's got a lot of good natural light, and um, just goes to show you that you can use your spaces in your home for just about anything.
1: Yeah. Well, plus we get to face each other. There's more space. Yes. We can see each other, which is great. We're That's not having to turn difference. our heads. And you know, I'm lucky. I get to look at my beautiful wife the Aww. whole time we're recording, which is awesome. But uh, yeah, it's just I, it's way better layout. So, and we're actually once we clean up in here a little bit and i get a couple more mics we could actually start having in-studio yeah. guests which would be really cool yeah because um, right now we're just doing them, our guests over skype so speaking yeah. of guests uh we've got a lot of good feedback from you guys on our first two shows that had uh, uh guest interviewees on we had a great time doing those so the first one was um we had uh Machek. Our buddy Machak, who runs the Red Bar Sacramento uh, Watch Collectors Group. And then last week we had Terry Williams from Toxic Nados, which we got tons of great feedback on that episode. It was a lot of fun. Terry's a great guy.
0: That could have been a three-hour episode.
1: Oh, easily. I mean, Well, it probably was because we we chatted for maybe 20 minutes just before oh, yeah. we even hit the record button. And, and then, then we, we probably talked after. another half hour after, so it was yeah. probably... Two and a half hours total on the phone with Terry. It was really fun. He's
0: the kind of guy that you wish lived closer so you could just hang out.
1: Yeah, I would totally hang with Terry. He's really <laughs> cool. Um, hopefully, you guys have gone and checked out his website and the straps are great straps and and his other products. And uh, anyway, so we've been having fun with that, and we're gonna we're gonna have some really exciting guests coming up in the next few months. So look forward to more of that.
0: I I actually did something this week that I haven't done before, and that was I listened to one of our podcasts in the in the truck which I have not not listened I've never listened to I don't like hearing my voice on recording
1: yeah I I don't like hearing my voice either but I do listen to the show each show that we do in my car just because I know that's where a lot of people listen and I'm always messing with the sound levels and recording levels and and the recording quality and I just like to check it in the car
0: yeah I, I I did it just for fun because I wanted to I sort of separated myself and pretended like I was listening to somebody else's podcast. And it was really interesting because it's kind of making me aware of how to be a polite listener and not interrupt because it's so easy to get excited when you're talking about a fun topic. So it actually, it actually taught me a lot.
1: Plus it's, you know, as you're. When you first get into this kind of, whether it's public speaking or recording or, you know, you tend to to say things like, um, a lot or. Nervousness. Yeah. Or you, or popping, you know, that kind of. So it's good to mm-hmm. listen to it and, and realize that so that you can make it better in future recordings. So.
0: I'm terrified to speak in front of groups. Terrified. Yes. I, I don't but mind. But I love this. Yeah.
1: I don't mind speaking in front of groups and I, I love doing this, but. It's, You're really good at that. It is good to listen to yourself. Right, because you can be critical of, of how you sound. So, but anyway, I, I, that was fun though that to listen fun. to listen yeah to, to us. listen
0: to us talk That's about cool. things. So, uh,
1: so before we get into the questions, we're, we'll do our normal risk checks and all that stuff. I did want to couple just cover a couple of news items. Um, one, the biggest one probably was just announced this morning. So we're recording this on Tuesday, the eighth of January, uh, in the morning, and. This just came out a few hours ago, that Omega has announced it's re-releasing the original 321 chronograph movement, the first movement that was tested by NASA and certified by NASA. I think it was in the Ed White version of the original Speedmaster. Uh, so why is this significant is to for me? for the Apollo program? Yeah. So, uh I have mixed feelings about this to be honest with you because I have number one I have a feeling that the watches that get this movement are going to be horrendously expensive uh, probably 10k plus maybe even 20k plus who knows um, and I, I just don't I'm a little bit wary of these manufacturers continuing to look back at history rather than moving forward now Omega give them credit they they have the coaxial movement so they definitely are on on more of that technological yeah yeah they're not just constantly re-releasing things although they do it a lot the significance of the 321 is that it was a column wheel chronograph and i'm not going to get into all the differences but versus uh the the one that followed that which was the 861 and eventually the 1861 same with like the volju 7750 those are cam actuated and if you start one of those types of cam actuated chronographs uh, or even a column wheel without what's called a vertical clutch, usually you'll see that the seconds hand will kind of maybe jump a second or two instead of starting nice and smoothly. Mm. Uh, whereas a column wheel chronograph with a vertical clutch is very smooth, but even without the vertical clutch, the column wheel just has, it has a really a nicer feel to the start stop pusher. Uh, it's not quite as rough or as difficult as, as a cam actuated. They're more difficult to produce. So they're more expensive. And I think that's why they ended up going to the eight sixty one with, with a cam actuation because it was a less expensive. And I think at the time it was more reliable because the vertical or the, the, uh, the cam, not the cam, I'm sorry. The, um, column wheel, which kind of looks like a castle turret, you know, mm. with, a like a on the corners of a of an old style castle. That'd be,
0: that'd be something nice that you could put on the website. For I, I us could, to look. Yeah,
1: I could probably do it at some point, but it's,
0: I'm not familiar with it. It
1: has to be very precise. You can't have any burrs or imperfections. If one of the turrets, one of the the vertical things on the turret breaks, then you're you know the, the, the chronograph's not going to function properly. So, anyway, that was big news. Like I said, I I have mixed feelings. I don't I don't think it's going to be readily available at at lower prices, and you know they Omega talked a lot about taking like two years to redevelop the movement and all this stuff. It's like, well, it's a lot if, of investment. Fifty years old, and it was proven. Number one, why did it take two years? Number two, they created a specific department to work on this, which is why I think it's going to be very expensive, and it'll probably be in some very rare limited edition 50th anniversary moon watch models this year um they haven't talked yet about what models it's going to be in but anyway that was pretty big news i you, wanted to just you sus- mention that
0: do you suspect flippers grabbing oh them for sure oh there's gonna be so many flippers people with these. who are historically interested won't get a chance because people are trying to absolutely be greedy oh yeah there'll be
1: tons of flippers, just me, like the ultra man which drives me crazy but um yeah, eventually so they'll be
0: affordable. It's just initially
1: they might I don't know honestly get on the market. And... I'm more excited for the fiftieth anniversary of the Zenith El Primero this year mm-hmm. because I think we're gonna see something pretty cool from them maybe around that new Defy lab uh, movement that's completely different from any watch movement that you're used to. it's it's all silicon and it vibrates and it's really cool and
0: oh we might that, see, yes yeah we might see yeah. something like that. but
1: anyway, that was the the news on Omega. The only other watch news, really, that was any significance, oh, it, the... watch news has been terrible. It, there's just nothing coming out. This is a slow time of year before SIHH and Basel. Well, and...
0: yeah, and that's why the next item, I think you're going to talk about the Cartier. Cartier yep. has released the, the the blue dial. On the Santos. Mm-hmm. Just the large, correct?
1: Just the large so just means for the you men. get the date. So yeah. it, it's a nice-looking watch. I mean, if, if you like the Santos but weren't big on the silver dial, then... Hey, or white, a dial. white dial, sorry, white dial. Yeah. Um,
0: I was kind of surprised to see that, and I think I think maybe they're looking at trend.
1: Sure, everyone loves, I mean, a lot of people like blue dials. Guys love blue dials. And
0: I, I'm not sure how I feel about it, because when I think of a Cartier watch like a Santos, I think of a white dial. Yeah. And maybe some too. different That's metals, but that that makes them, it's such a, a huge part of their, you
1: the know, heritage. the
0: heritage of that watch that I... I have mixed feelings about it, and I know everyone likes what they like. And if you are in love with blue and you really like that, um, ladies, you're not going to probably be able to wear that big, large it's, it's watch big. unless you're yeah. a pretty tall gal. But um,
1: I didn't even like the feeling of the large. I didn't either. Santos it looked kind of bulky. Yeah. Right?
0: But for me, not you know, I'm kind of surprised they didn't release that at one of the big shows. Why they did it at an odd well, time? Well, they're after doing it as, and...
1: I think it was like a pre-SIHH now because all okay. the guys that go to SIHH they're doing their pre-SIHH teaser announcements <clears> of what <throat> they're going to have there. So, so anyway, that was the watch news I wanted to cover. Did you want to talk a little bit about our cool flea market finds?
0: I can, yeah. Unless you unless we don't have enough time with all the no, questions. We
1: got, we've been posting a lot. You posted a lot. I on, have on Instagram yes. of, of two specific watches um, that. So my mom's friend knows that we're big watch aficionados, and this was at her.
0: It was a church, um, a church function, like a flea market yeah, church or a function fundraiser, thing. and her yeah. uh, your mom's friend had a friend whose husband passed away, and this was a bunch of his watches, and it was a, a little a like, ziploc sandwich baggie yeah. that had a piece of masking tape on it that said two dollars. So right away, I grabbed it. And started digging well, through. Yeah,
1: because my mom brought it over, yes. and it's like, "Hey, Carol, got you for yeah. this for you guys." And... Yeah.
0: So right away, I, I I found the. So basically, for two bucks for nine watches, each watch is what twenty three cents.
1: Yeah, and there's really there was two watches that were really kind of yeah. unique in here.
0: Yeah, most of them were broken. Um, I can't get that Swatch. I can't find a battery for that Swatch. But there's yeah. an old vintage '80s Swatch in there, men's with the pinstripe gray and black dial, which. I think a lot of people had that watch, so that one I'm pretty sure will work, but I grabbed this Seiko chronograph. It's the, um, I forgot the name of the movement. It's a, um, it's a a 7T something, isn't it? Yeah, here it is.
1: 7T20 or really, really cool looking like kind of eighties vintage chronograph, quartz chrono.
0: It's the 7T32 and it's a alarm chronograph.
1: Are you going to do the alarm?
0: I'm gonna try let's see here that's your little warning there it
1: is super cool i mean there you go
0: um still needs a little work but when i pulled it out it was so dirty and the crystal was i thought the crystal was destroyed it looked all crazed on the top but um you took it apart and then we kind of worked on it in the with some Dawn soap in the ultrasonic cleaner and it came out looking so good. Like five cleanings Uh, in the ultrasonic The water was black. It was disgusting. Um, but someone had really loved this watch. Her husband had really worn it and, um, everything seems to work on it except now one of the pushers isn't working, but this is just a really smart looking watch and it's so much fun. I love alarm. You know, I love alarm watches and that, that
1: pusher is my fault because it was working before I took it apart. So I need to pop it open and something's misaligned. I think yeah,
0: something's not connected, but, um, it's a date and alarm, and it's. A, I think it's probably about 36 millimeters, would you say? Or 38?
1: 38 to 40. Oh, I don't yeah. think it's that much. Shoot, big. I don't have the calipers see? here, but...
0: Yeah, it looks, it looks yeah, really nice on 39 it. 39 maybe. You can see the sunburst dial now. Um, mm-hmm. So that's a fun one, which...
1: And those are like, going for...
0: I think 50 bucks. 50
1: bucks, like not, not functioning working. on eBay. So yeah. for 23 cents, <laughs> that's a pretty good deal.
0: And then the other one is a, a little Bob's Big Boy restaurant with Bo- um, the big boy on it. And I had pulled the crown out to move, you know, the time and I set the time and I was kind of fiddling with the crown a little and bit. And you asked me to put a battery in Yeah, it. because I was, I didn't want to push the crown because I thought, oh, it might be jammed. So I asked um, Ranch Racer to put a battery in there. He comes walking out. He's like, oh my gosh. He's like, this is a mechanical wind so it and it's working it's it's keeping really really good time
1: it's keeping phenomenal time it's it's an old mechanical hand wine from the
0: 70s i don't know but it's a swiss made on the back 70s i think and there are there's a couple on ebay too but um this is really it's pretty accurate
1: it's it seems to be very accurate
0: comparing it to the quartz the seiko Mm -hmm. it hasn't lost any time in two days
1: No, it's dead on. I'm shocked. I mean, that thing is—it's obviously well. I I wouldn't say obviously been regulated. It's just a whatever's in there. It's really good and accurate.
0: And I I threw a little Barton Red silicone, the the fancy edition of their bands that comes with the shorter tail, so that the ladies or people with small wrists don't have like miles and miles of watch band going around to the top of your watch. But it's really cute. It's really cute. And you really good find. There was a Bob's Big Boy down in your neck of the woods. There was Growing I used to up, go uh, as a
1: kid down in the South Bay, you know, south of San Francisco where I grew up. And there was a Bob's Big Boy we used to go to. Loved it. Uh the only ones left in California, I think, are in Southern California
0: now. Right. I mean, we had the Doggy Diner in San Francisco, but I don't remember. Was there a Bob's?
1: There might have been. There were multiple Bob's, Bob's Big Boys in in Northern California. Um yeah, I remember when they shut that one down and they took down the big guy on top and it was sad.
0: It's in great shape. The the dial looks great. Um I don't think there's any loom on it. No, this. I don't think there's loom on it. We've got these fancy new little push button uh, black light UV yeah. UV lights. Yeah, they're fun. Okay, so enough about that. But yeah, so anyway,
1: let's why don't we? Um, so, anyway, those two watches go for anywhere from $50 to $100 on eBay, and they were 23 cents. So, I mean, amazing find.
0: Yeah, I can't wait to go to the flea market. We've got one that.
1: Yeah, they're always most Saturdays. Don't ever assume that, don't ever assume anything with watches at the flea market. Usually they're cheap junk but you just never know especially in kind of a grab bag like this one uh-huh you never Something know what you're gonna find and these are two wonderful finds i mean well wh- you know
0: dan henry is the one who he's he's notorious for finding amazing things at estate sales and yep fun stuff so i think he's said that he liked a couple of the posts that i put up on uh, yeah. vintage it's so much fun and you're not so much into the vintage as i am but i think you're starting to enjoy it
1: it's just i, I enjoy the hunt and I got that pocket watch at our local flea market that one time. It's, it's, I don't remember the brand and it's not working very well. Where is it? was is super it? cheap. It's on my, my bench. I got it down oh, at the, the Grange, the Grange Hall. Yeah. It. You just never know what you're going to find. You know, it's sometimes you get lucky. It's rare, but sometimes you get lucky like we did with these guys. And sometimes you get lucky and find something even more spectacular. But uh, anyway, it's always fun to hunt.
0: Yeah. Like cool. I found my Snoopy manual wind. Like my the one I had when I was little, but I paid like ten dollars for that. It's it works though, it works great. But you know, you win a few, you lose a few. So sometimes you have to pay for what you really want to bring home. But yep. yeah, so that'll be fun to venture out into flea market land.
1: Yep, cool. Uh, all right, should we let's do some quick wrist checks and then we'll get into questions. How about that? Okay, got it. Go for it.
0: Uh, I'm wearing today the Traska. Uh, free diver mint dial with the stainless bezel so it's all stainless with the nice green dial um
1: that was a Kickstarter watch last year yeah right? I love this
0: watch this is one of my favorites although I say that about all my watches don't I you do every single um, one I wear it a lot it has wonderful has pretty good loom and the the hands are like a flower petal shape so it's got yep. a nice softness to it um and for a pretty big it's a 40. Millimeter. Yeah, it it looks really nice on. It doesn't look it, it wears super well on big. you. Yeah, and
1: divers, it's okay for a diver to look bigger and bulkier on your wrist anyway. So. Yeah,
0: I had a hard time deciding between the um sapphire black bezel with this watch, mm-hmm. but I wanted to have something that I could wear with more things, and like I'm I'm covering up. It's a little chilly in here today, so I'm covering up with my big shawl, my big giant. Seek festival shawl <laughs> that I got that, um, it's like a jacket. So, and then the colors in it look really pretty with that. So I think it's pretty versatile. Yeah, for sure. And it's got a, a really nice deployant, um, band with the cover clasp. So it's, you don't have to fight it to get it on and off. Um, lots does it of micro adjustments. Does it have that? Oh yeah, it does. No or,
1: quick adjust, but it's got lots of micro adjustment holes.
0: Quick adjust would be really nice because, um, we could share more.
1: I would really like to see quick-adjusting bracelets on pretty much every watch these days. There's an, a, the technology is not expensive anymore. They can be had, you know, from these manufacturers in Asia relatively inexpensively. So I'd really like to see more manufacturers going to that.
0: And I believe this has the Seiko and H35 movement in it, so it's super duper reliable, and you know, it's coming out of the factory lubed and right. you know, good to go right out of the gate so
1: right it's a nice watch yeah
0: and then of course your wrist check today is uh
1: yeah so we're gonna give you guys more of the same uh <laughs> so, and i so i have already posted this on instagram but you know i, I told myself I was, I was gonna really work hard and wait six months into the year before making any purchases on watches
0: we had some trees come down and, and had yeah, to
1: had to pay for that yeah. and i'm like you know i just gotta last year it was great 2018 we went totally crazy like you guys are aware uh i made it exactly four days into the Ooh. new year before buying a new watch um and coincidentally it's a traska free diver
0: can i tell the story sure so we were um i was recovering from my little surgery which uh has gone really well and i'm very grateful to my amazing surgeon and if any of you local peeps need a surgeon, you call me and I'll give you the contact info because I'm very pleased with the results. So, um, I'm recovering from that and Ranch Racer was such a good nursemaid taking care of me with that surgery and chemo all in one week. Um, I saw a story on Instagram it was just last week. Yes. Just mm-hmm. a few days ago, they released it yeah. and it said, uh, gray dial, black bezel, only 10 left. Ding ding ding! <laughs> um, so, you saw it initially and said, "Oh, I really like that gray dial." And uh, you know, we had we have the notice in for review, and you like that gray dial too. So when I saw that, I said, "Hun, you should really get it. Why don't you get?" Yeah, it? and I've been. I know he really like likes yours. it. Yeah, I like yours, and a lot. he likes my Trasca, So he's been. You know, I just wanted to encourage him to get it to thank him for taking care of me. So I thought. I thought that, and I really would really that meant meant a
1: lot. Um, Plus, I can also blame my my early purchase on somebody else, which is works out really well for me. Um, But yeah, I've been looking at your yeah, I've been looking at your mint dial for a long time, and I've tried it on like a black strap. But in order for me to wear it, I need to either put more links back in or throw a different strap on it. It looks really good on the bracelet. Mm -hmm. You wear it enough that I didn't want to be constantly adding and removing links, so I just haven't worn it. And that yours is definitely. That color with the silver bezel to me is a little more feminine the black but I, bezel I still isn't, wore it i yeah. mean it's it's neat, but when I saw this cray dial, especially with you can get it with the stainless but with the black sapphire bezel, it just it rocks this watch and, and it's that fully would ma- loomed bezel oh yeah, all the markers on the bezel are loomed
0: that goes really well with all your work shirts too. I mean you're gonna be able to wear that to work a lot, yeah, and it doesn't it, it's a um. I don't want to say humble, but it's actually a really down-to-earth watch that it's very pretty and cool, but it's also not something that you're going to be worried about wearing in a work situation. Like know? in front of a customer or something. Yeah, where yeah. Yeah. you wanna you wanna you don't wanna be distracting someone with your watch kind right. of thing. Yep. But um but it does have that bezel's beautiful. It's shiny and it's really oh nice. Yeah. Let's see if I can get mine here too. So it's a little st-
1: Stiff to turn, hopefully it'll loosen up and it's not just because of the access. It's not super to it. easy to to grip the sides of it, but uh <laughs> very little back play. So it's pretty well. I'd like to see the bezel a little bit looser, it's just it is pretty difficult to turn, but um but very accurate, lines up perfectly at twelve o'clock.
0: Well and the watch is accurate, it keeps great time. Uh, yeah. I wear it in the pool. And the loom lasts, you know, quite a few hours at night.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Because I wear a watch every night and I need to know what time it is for meds and things.
1: So yep, I love so, them. I think they're beautiful. Yeah. There you go. Our our wrist check was the identical watch, different colors. To yeah. Them, so.
0: And and even though uh, when mine was, uh, they had a little issue with not being able to do a specific coating on the actual bezel. I, I have no scratches on this bezel. And I wear this all the time outside with yep. my critters and I don't see a single scratch. So I think it's high enough quality steel that... I don't think it made a huge right any difference yeah. so.
1: Yep. No, uh, great watch. So Traska Free Diver. Thank you I Traska. I think <laughs> there might still be some gray dials left. I don't know if they have any with the black sapphire, but I think there might still be gray dials and they've got the mint dial. Black dial. Black dial. Yeah. So just a just Was a Was there really, a white? I don't know. I'd have to go look at the website. It's Traska, I think it's traskawatch.com. Let me it real I quick. can
0: look while you when you roll us into the next
1: yeah, Free Diver. And, and by the way, this is their first offering, so I'm very excited to see what Traska comes up with next because I think they really did well. Yeah, it's the NH38 movement, BGW-9 loom. Um, oh, and the one thing we did mention, they have a pro- proprietary scratch-resistant coating on the stainless steel on the case. The Your bezel, like you said, doesn't have it, but the just, rest of the case the does. Just the bezel. Yeah.
0: And the band too?
1: I think on the band as well, yeah.
0: Because my band is perfect.
1: Yeah, Impressive. so nice job on this, guys. I'm uh, really looking forward to what Traska comes out with next. So, yeah, it's the black dial, the mint dial, and now the gray dial. All right, well, I say let's get into our questions. We're 25 minutes into this already. Wow. So let's start uh, making this about you guys. So I uh, we're pretty much just going to take these in the order that we got them, just to be fair. Uh, and we're not, we're not really skipping anything. I mean, even if we've kind of talked about some of this stuff before, it's totally cool to, to cover it again. So, uh, with that, let's get going. Okay. Um, I mean, our I'll first question and we'll, we can just, we can want to just rotate. I'll read one. Then you read one.
0: Uh, Does that let's work? see. Yeah, we could do that. Okay. Um, some of them you're going to probably address in more detail because yeah. of, uh, some of the, uh, technicality of it. Yeah
1: that's fine okay so our first question comes from and i i'm going to apologize rough about if i screw up your usernames I, i'm just not going to get them all right but
0: they'll recognize themselves yeah
1: the first one comes from tom Capt, like captain i guess it's t-h-o-m-c-a-p-t tom Capt. um so the question is where does you, and i'm going to read these fully uh, i'm not going to i'm going to read them as they were written i hear a phone Oh, that's mine. Okay. Yeah. Uh mm-hmm, where yeah. does your passion from watches stem from? Is it accidental, aesthetic, status, horological history, knowledge? Uh do you definitely, want to take this first? Definitely not status. Um, yeah, that definitely rule that one we out. We
0: started out on a on a very small budget as well for me as a young person, my my folks had wall clocks, being of European descent, lots of cuckoo clocks and they kind of filled the house all the time.
1: Yeah, we've talked a little bit about this like yeah. on our first podcast, uh-huh. I think. But.
0: And then um I got a Seiko for my high school graduation. That was sort of a tradition in our family. And I started collecting watches after that point. So as a younger person in your 20s living in Silicon Valley, it's hard to afford. At least back then, it was hard to afford right. anything super costly. But um that was during the quartz crisis. So... Watches really weren't popular, and there were no cell phones, so you'd buy a quartz watch. Or I have a little ring watch and things like that. So I started younger.
1: It was a tool. Yeah, yeah.
0: it was a tool with with quartzes. And um, when we met, I sort of introduced you to watches, like I this uh, this little Geneve that I have, the white dial that I bought in the early yep. '90s. It's probably a 34 millimeter. And mm. I thought it was so huge back then, <laughs> and I got that at Costco for like sixty dollars. So, and I don't even know what this brand is. It just says Genève, Switzerland. So, it's a it's a decent quartz, but um, I think I sort of got you into watches. So for us, it was more about not holding a phone all the time, and and it was a it was a tool and jewelry, something nice to look at. Um, what else can you think of?
1: Yeah, so you definitely created the monster that I am. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, you know, for, for both of us, one thing about watches, a lot of it is about your age and your generation. So when we were younger, the only way to tell time during the day was either look up at a clock on the wall, hear it on the radio or, or have a watch, have a watch, there were no cell phones when we were younger. Uh, my parents bought me my first Timex manual wine mechanical when I was less than 10 years old, probably six or yep, seven. And
0: mine was when I was about six.
1: Yep. And so I wore a watch all through high school and they were usually like G-Shocks. I was always had G-Shocks because they were was, cheap.
0: That was after my, a little bit after my time. Yeah.
1: I, yeah. I, I had G-Shocks. They were inexpensive. They stood up to a lot out on the playground and all that kind of stuff. Right. Um, I did, I had like the cool quartz watches that came out, like the cal- the calculator watches.
0: Yeah, the Casios were in in the seventies when I was in school.
1: Yeah, and in the in eighties, the, the the calculator watch came out. It was really big. We all used it to cheat on math tests. Uh-huh, so Teachers right were really now. upset about that. I remember they got. I remember they got banned. <laughs> yeah, so our te- our math teachers like you cannot wear that during class. So, mm-hmm. um, but <laughs> it, so, so then you know, in my college years is when the cell phones really this is after like car phones and the big case phones and block big gigantic blocks and stuff. And when, uh, they were kind of moving into the digital world with like I think my first one was pack bell, PCS, personal communication system. Um, not a smartphone. It had the time, but I still, I still wore a watch for the most part. Uh, when I stopped wearing watches was probably about the Blackberry era. So out of college, you know, in my mid twenties, uh, and I just stopped wearing watches because your BlackBerry told you what time it was. You had your email, all these sources of time. Right. And then we got into Apple iPhones and Androids and all the smart technology. The time is everywhere. So I stopped wearing watches.
0: It's funny listening to this because I had a typewriter in college with, there were no cell phones, um, there weren't even really computers i had a, i yeah because you were four four years ahead four five, of me yeah yeah five, so, po- five school years
1: so it, there is some difference but for me it was more college when the the phones really got popular but um so that was you know that's when i stopped wearing and then not too long after we got married i started buying them on one sale a day they had mm-hmm. a one one watch every day and you know, I, I had been a watch person previously and I started getting back into it. So I bought a bunch. The for Royal a while. Oak homages. Yeah. But I didn't wear them much because, again, I had the cell phone. It was, I'm not a jewelry guy. I don't wear any jewelry except for my wedding ring. And then. Yeah,
0: people weren't really wearing watches. No.
1: And it wasn't until Christmas 2015 when you said we should get each other a couple watches. And we bought the Boulevard, the Quartz Boulevard.
0: Well, we had finished racing. So we were kind of broke.
1: Yeah, we didn't have a ton so of we money. We careful. We're being careful. Um,
0: Well, we're always careful. Yeah, so then we try,
1: and that's what really started. And I I started reading all the blogs and all the forums, and we
0: started writing.
1: Started writing for Wristwatch Review in twenty seventeen, and yeah, it just kind of snowballed from there. In terms of what we look for, I think, I mean, I think everyone that buys watches is making purchase decisions based on aesthetics, right? If you don't like the look of something, you're not going to buy it. So aesthetics definitely drives our decision making. Um
0: build quality, right? Quality, mm-hmm. I
1: the, I'm big on the history. I love horology. I love the mechanics. Um
0: I love vintage.
1: You love also, vintage. Yep. Yeah. So it's it's a passion like anything else, like like being passionate about cars or there's people we have a listener that's very passionate about pens, writing instruments, yeah. right? He collects writing instruments. So you can be passionate about anything, but for us, I think, uh, you know, the I think our, pa- our true passion for watches stems from aesthetics and just the mechanics and the history and...
0: Sometimes uniqueness.
1: Uniqueness and just getting away from technology, too, I think is mm-hmm. a big part of it for us, you know, is relying less on the technology... We're not into all the home assistant. I don't like things listening to me all the time. We're not into right, that. We don't
0: have any of those in the house. No, and, no smart. And even appliances. with the Instagram, we we're trying to keep on top of our accounts because there's three of them between all three of us. Yeah. And we're trying to stay connected to questions and things, but we even find that we have to have some, you know, downtime, no yeah. screen time because you end up um, too much. So I like to leave my phone in my purse, and that's why I like to have a watch.
1: Yeah, and I just. All day, every day, I'm always looking down, and I just love the look of timepieces. And we 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 change watches frequently during the day. Yeah. I might wear two or three watches in one day. Uh, so yeah, that's. I think we we answered this one pretty right. pretty much. And our um, and our
0: collection is really all over the place, ranging from my gold tone eleven dollar Chinese yep. Casio uh, homage. An homage of a Casio and <laughs> <laughs> up to my birthday watch, which is the date just. So yeah, that was my 50th birthday. Very special. So we wanted to do something yep. which was kind of a grail as a kid for me.
1: Yeah, that's right.
0: When you're young. So I think, I think you covered that one. Pretty All right. Good.
1: Do you want to, I'm going to let you read the next one
0: since we're, since we just talked about a date just,
1: yeah, just read the whole thing. Read it word for word.
0: Okay. So this is from sweet little Charlotte.
1: Oh, before I'm sorry. Before you read the question, sorry to interrupt. Um, just a little funny story there. So sweet little, I, we got the question over Instagram from, from this user. And then it was funny because I read it and, you know, sweet little Charlotte. So I'm thinking it was probably a female listener. And then he res- he responded she, or, or, yeah, she, he texted again over Instagram Yeah, And said, oh, hey, by the way, this is an account that my wife and I share. I'm a a, a dude. He said something like, I'm a 37-year-old dude or something. So it was kind of funny. So we had a good (laughs) laugh on that. But anyway, just a side. Okay.
0: So sweet little Charlotte, oh, excuse me, said, do you ever feel uncomfortable wearing Rolex due to the connotation and the way it might be perceived? I ask because I do. I'd rather wear something like my Panerai. It looks cool. I absolutely love it. But 99% of people won't know what it is. My point is Rolex sends a message for better or worse. Thoughts?
1: Boy, what a a great question. question. It's also a loaded question, but it's a great question. We've talked about it a lot. We do own Rolexes and and we talk about this quite a bit.
0: And we have uh, pre-owned and new, uh, about half and half. Yeah. And that is a really good question because sometimes sometimes I, I don't like the to think that someone looks at that and perceives you know that maybe we're snobs because we're pretty down to earth people. And it just depends on on which watch it is. If you're wearing a like our 23 year old Explorer one, that looks like a really basic, you know you could interchange that with a Seiko 5, which I wear just as much. And that's a really um, subdued, you know, blends right in, kind of a watch right. versus the date just, which is, you know, exactly what that is when you look at it. So, oh, yeah, um, I worry a little bit about safety wearing some watches, and I know you do too.
1: I worry about you. Yeah. So, but it could a- happen to anybody. I mean, it's the most recognizable wristwatch out there, right? It's Criminals an old, target well-known
0: them. brand. And the, and now the resale is just yeah. absolutely, I mean, we just got an appraisal on one and it was higher than what we paid six yep. months ago. So it's, yep. um, yeah, it's tough because it's so funny that, um, he actually said Panerai because that brand new Thirty. are
1: looking at penrise this year.
0: Is it what is it? Thirty the thirty eight. When well, you're looking at the thirty eight, I'm 38, looking at the forty or forty two. It's match. the Luminor, Duo, yeah. the white dial. So we were thinking, you know, that might be a really fun anniversary um, yeah. thing. Because I don't think a lot of people know what that is. No one would really know. It'd be like, well, oh, right. that's a cool watch, but and it's probably more some of them are probably more than a Rolex, and but people don't know that. So mm-hmm. part of watch collecting is we do like brands like that that um, you can appreciate the the craftsmanship the history and you're not gonna just be wearing something that looks like back in the 70s and 80s Movado was the same way you, you knew exactly what that was when you looked at it and yeah, a lot of people dial. bought them as a status symbol yep but yeah. some watches people are getting them as a milestone or a really really special gift because it's something they always wanted and there yeah it's hard it's, to say
1: there's a few reasons why people buy rolex uh I think one of them is like you just mentioned it could be a milestone, right? It could be an anniversary, it could be well and it could have been given to them by their father or their mother or whatever. Yeah. But you know I think that's that's one reason. Another reason is just pure status, right? You you get that new that first mid-management job, you want to show people that you've made it, that you're I don't know, rich, powerful, whatever. I I don't know, but a it lot of people a, buy it them It could
0: be a marketing tool for you too. And
1: they don't own other watches, they're not into watches, they don't care, but they know it i uh, says something about you whether it's good or bad it says something about you well it
0: could show that you're successful yep but it all, also could be and here's the word i love the affectation right the <laughs> that affectation. you're you're trying to look like you maybe can are very successful and have a lot of income but maybe you're living in a you know dumpy little place and you just have this watch to Make people think that you, yeah, that you're are paying more, that you're more than what you are.
1: Yeah, and that you're paying for installments every month on a seven year <laughs> loan. Yeah. Right. I mean, so it, yeah, it there's, could be anything. It could be anything. Uh, our reason for buying Rolex was it was actually kind of interesting because we had some some Swiss friends that went back to Switzerland and they knew we were into watches. He's like, "What can I, you know, what can I bring you?" And of course, I said, "You can buy me Rolex," <laughs> right, jokingly,
0: because he was going on a tour of the factory.
1: Yeah, we hadn't. I mean, we we had looked at some Rolexes, and I knew about the brand. I totally appreciated the brand. I knew the history. Um, really, really liked the history between uh, behind the brand. I think it's it's a, a wonderful brand. Um, and he brought us back the latest ca- mm-hmm. uh, the, the catalog, and you started looking through it and I going, did. "Wow!" I never realized the the number of offerings. How how pretty these things are. Well, the we stainless. Started looking, yeah.
0: I, Growing up, all I thought was like the ones you get in Tijuana that are all gold, date just, or diamonds, or the fakes, yeah, very flashy type things. I think of that you kind of can't wear every day with your jeans or your grubby boxer yep. shorts, right? But then I came across the those new thirty four millimeter, different color, the wine grape colors, which I don't think they're making anymore. I think that's what they told us at Terno; they were uh, no longer making the thirty no, fours.
1: Oh, the thirty four, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So
0: when I saw that, I was like, wow, it's you know, this champagne dial looks gold. So I've got the stainless bracelet. It's It gives you kind of a two-tone feel. You can wear it with any jewelry. And it's still pretty down-to-earth and subdued and looks very strong and durable. So yeah. for me, I kind of fell in love with that. And I'd never really seen a Rolex like that before. So
1: Yeah, and I, I mean, to, so to answer the question directly, do you feel uncomfortable? And the answer is yes and no. So we talked about... Me being a little uncomfortable just with your safety because it's so recognizable, especially like the big two tone Rolex the submariner sub. that we have. I mean yeah. it's a beautiful watch, but definitely stands out. Same with your date just. So in that respect, yes. But in terms of like do I care what some stranger that I don't know thinks about me if they see me wearing Rolex? I could care less. I honestly don't well, care. If
0: they spend a few minutes talking to you, they're gonna I'm right. assuming if they're gonna, get they're to gonna think me, you're a nice person. Then they're
1: not but but anyone that just looks at me and makes a snap judgment, it's probably not someone I wanna wouldn't want to know or hang out with anyway. So I honestly, I've never really cared what people think about me in that respect. Um, but I also have, I do have to be conscious about being in sales. You got to be conscious about how you present yourself to a customer. And what I mean by that is you don't show up in a Corvette, right? Even if, if it's a used Corvette and you paid less than a new Honda Accord, you just don't do it. It's just not. For me, being in, in sales, it's not appropriate for my customers to see me like driving up and something like that. You don't right? want them
0: to think that you do so well at your job. Yeah,
1: that... yeah. Well, and I'm a systems engineer, so I'm not really. I don't make big money on on uh, Commission. commissions anyway. Yeah. But I'm still on the sales side of things. So for me to show up at a customer with a big blingy Rolex, I would feel uncomfortable only because I don't. You know, I don't know how they're gonna would react to that and. So that's why the answer for me is yes or no. I don't care what strangers think I could care less about their opinion of me. Um, I bought by Rolex for very specific reasons because I just like the brand, the quality is unbelievable. Um, the execution's great. Accuracy. Obviously the marketing is really good. Um, I like that they don't have these ridiculous pop star um brand ambassadors they it's do all have quite more, a few brand ambassadors but, but they're sporting little, yeah they're, they're sporting or it's a
0: little more legit
1: or i i don't want to say high class but like opera singers and it's it's not like it's different target gaga mark, yeah. and yeah. you know the tudor stuff and so i i appreciate a lot about the brand and i the, the watches are beautiful there's no way around it they're and they're well executed
0: they haven't changed much over the years so they're
1: they haven't not No, they've They, like you said, well
0: executed, very consistent, but I still feel a little weird shopping in the Dollar Tree wearing one.
1: Yeah, again, it's, 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 we do have to think about the situation that we're going to be in before we strap one of the Rolexes on our wrist. So I think it's a great question. I really appreciate that. Um, that sweet little Charlotte asked it because Mm we had, we've always kind of touched on it, but never really dove into our thoughts and feelings around it. So my, my. I guess my advice to you guys, if you get to the point where you're ready to spend more money on a really, on a fine watch, don't, don't be afraid to look at Rolex and don't avoid Rolex just because of some negative connotation in, in the world regarding Rolex. If you like it and you, you know, do your shopping compared to other watches, there was, I commented on a video, uh, on YouTube this week about, it was a comparison video between the new Submariner, uh, the Maxi case Submariner date versus the new Omega Seamaster, uh, 300. Mm-hmm. And I, we own the no date Submariner and I have tried on the Seamaster several times at, at our local boutique and noticeable, noticeable differences in quality and presentation and how the watch looks. Um, the Rolex is just better and it's more expensive, but if you walk out of your AD with a stainless steel Rolex, um, the value just went up, by the way. You just made money on that watch by buying it and walking out of the dealer. Um, as soon as you buy that Omega Semester 300, you've lost money when you walk out of the dealer. Mm-hmm. Way, way better value retention.
0: But that's temporarily. Well, and, and the market in the fluctuates, but right.
1: but in all of Rolex's history, it's done nothing but increase in value. So, but
0: if you like it, if you like the Seamaster C- the C- more, ex- then you need to buy what you love. And
1: that's where I was going to go. Buy it I, investment. I ended my comment by saying you can't go wrong with either of these. If you like the Omega, buy the Omega. If you like the Rolex, buy the Rolex. The bottom line was we all have different tastes, we all have different feelings and thoughts towards watches. Uh, read everything you can, read the opinions, read the facts, and then make your own decision. Right. That's, that's all I can tell you guys. Well, that's
0: why I have a little trouble with the flipping that that's the, the crazy, crazy flipping that's going on now that not only is it inflating the prices of some watches, but it just um, it's kind of like, and there's some pretty disreputable stuff going on. And it kind of plays on your emotions and your Mm -hmm. passion for watches where, you know, someone who doesn't give a hoot about a watch they're they're kind of,
1: they're just in it to make money. Yeah. Yep. All right. I think we, Uh, pretty much stomp that one to death should we move on
0: yeah and just a a little note that if i want to go to the dollar tree i shouldn't i should be able to go to the dollar tree with a rolex on because we're frugal people yeah and maybe we can afford to get a rolex because we're frugal with our earnings so you also shouldn't be embarrassed it's not a bad thing
1: we spent years in massive debt paying off all kinds of debt cars and living on the ranch loans Mm -hmm. and i mean you name it and we're, I am, you're in your fifties now. I'm approaching my fifties. We're kind of in mid midlife. Right. And everyone's at a different And we've worked place really hard life. to get things paid off. And, um, you know, we didn't, we don't feel bad buying, treating ourselves to a nicer why. We just don't feel bad about it. And I'm not going to feel bad. I refuse to feel bad or guilty or anything else. Um, cause we're in that point in our lives where, you know, the mortgage is pretty low. The loans are paid off and you know we're saving for retirement, but we can still treat ourselves from time to time. so and we can always sell them. and you can always that's the thing with I don't always just buy a watch based on resale obviously, but it, at that these price points it's definitely something to, to think about. So all right let let's move on shall we? yep. how are um, we doing on time? We're good. okay, we're good on time. So next question is from uh, Rick TikTok and uh, Rick's question is <laughs> I love these. Uh, What do you actually quote ranch? So I'm assuming that's, uh, that's uh, directed at me. And then the second question (laughs) is, do you own a perpetual calendar? So (laughs) (laughs) I'm assuming that's, uh, uh, so he's referencing our our Instagram usernames, which are ranch racer and perpetual girl. So um, I'm going to take this one first, if you don't mind, actually you, why don't you go ahead and answer yours? No, we
0: do not have a perpetual calendar. Very interesting though. And very cool technology uh maybe very someday. expensive maybe someday but no we don't but um perpetual is in my username perpetual girl and that's because my uh my first rolex was the oyster perpetual yep. so i have that on my photo for my uh instagram handle yep. so that's why i use that and then you can cool. talk about the ranch the All funny, right. funny so, farm
1: what do you actually ran i love this question um so we don't really ranch anything um we bought this place which was a 10 acre cattle ranch here in in northern california uh, about eight years ago and uh we're not we don't really ranch anything right now we've got a lot of animals that are pets
0: we maintain the ranch
1: yeah h- half the property is just open pasture that our our neighbor use i let our neighbor neighbor's cows graze on it because it keeps the grasses down uh we do have plans eventually i mean and as we approach retirement we want to plant five acres of something i'm not going to run cattle on the property um but more to the point where did the ranch racer name come from and it actually stemmed from back when we lived in san jose in the bay area and i was racing cars and so i came up with the name sj racer and i used that on you know forums and social different media things. and all kinds of different things so when we moved up here i'm like well, i can't really use S J right i'm not in san jose anymore mm-hmm. so i just Ranch racer it made sense. We bought a ranch and I was still kind of racing on and off, and as I do today, and so that's where the ranch racer name uh, came from. So,
0: but we do have a lot of animals,
1: we do have a lot of animals, but we, we don't ranch really anything. I love the question, what do you ranch? Well, quote, we don't so have cool.
0: agriculture, we don't have a food product, but we uh, certainly have livestock horses, donkeys, yeah, peas, but ducks, we don't we're not making money on of, it's not a business, no, they're just it's, our pets, it's so. their rescues, and I've yeah. rescued quite a few waterfowl and i have some elderly donkeys yeah uh, we have an old older dog so it's mostly a gentleman uh, hobby farm
1: it is and we probably won't ever ranch anything in terms of cattle or horse raising we will probably farm though I and mean, we are going our, to use our five acres trees. of pasture yeah. to plant you know we don't know olives or we have a test orchard grapes we're on the, the auburn so wine trail a lot of wineries around here and we thought about maybe doing that but Neither of us are really wine people, We're not wine so wine drinkers. Um, so anyway, uh, great question, Rick. That was a fun one. You want to take the next one?
0: Uh, I'm going to turn that one to you because this is more your thing.
1: Oh, okay. Um, all right. So our next question comes from uh, Turn the Table gently. that's I don't know what that means, but it's a very cool username. Um, and Turn the Tables' question is: What are your thoughts on the Stova Classic Flea or 36 millimeter? and what is your favorite flieger watch you know i don't even know if you knew about stova before this question i i knew about them you knew the brand but you hadn't really looked at the watches we don't
0: have a flieger and it's not something that we've gotten into yet
1: it it really isn't um you know i i know a decent amount about the flieger and the history of the flieger which was uh you know obviously a german term and designed for uh originally for german pilots To be able to easily read their watch, they tended to be quite large, um, matte black dials for zero reflection, flat crystals, big white numerals, easy to see everything. Uh, The traditional triangle with the two dots up at at twelve o'clock to be able to quickly recognize uh, twelve o'clock. Maybe you had to, maybe you strapped the the watch to your knee, you know, to your leg in the airplane because they they also made these really long straps for them. But we don't have any, we really don't have any fleet. I've got the Citizen quartz that i picked up that's mm. kind of a fleeger, but it's a chronograph mm-hmm. so it's not a traditional three-hander time only fleeger. um so in terms of what our favorite flieger watch is i don't know if i have a favorite flieger just because i haven't really shopped them that much
0: it sounds like it would be a really useful tool watch to have especially just with, with yeah. if it has good loom i'm always looking for a good watch to read at night readable sure it's sure. very readable as a classification yeah of watches
1: yeah so i and, you know, there's like IWC, very well known for their Fleegers. I wouldn't personally buy one. I think you they're a little too expensive for what you get because a lot of them, they do have some in-house movements, but a lot of them are, are off the shelf and they're priced pretty high. Uh, so Fleeger, for those of you who don't know, I, I just kind of explained how it originated. And there's a couple different types of dials. There's what they call the Type A and the Type B Fleeger dial. And basically the only difference is the Type A... It just has one through twelve on the indices around the dial with, with uh Arabic numerals one through twelve. Um the triangle with the two dots at twelve o'clock, uh and that's it. Right. And then very legible, big hands, usually big seconds hand, you can see everything. The B dial uh has uh, it's around the outside instead of the one through 12, which are your, are your hours. It's got five through 60 every five minutes. So five, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, et cetera, on the outside. And then it has an inner, another inner second index with one through 12. So it's basically got both the hour and the minute, uh, indices on the face of the, of the dial. The B dial obviously is a little more crowded. Um, you can buy, Flieger's now with a central seconds hand or a sub seconds hand usually at six o'clock. That was kind of the, the traditional dial layout. So that's what a Flieger is. Um, like I said, I don't really think we have a favorite Flieger watch. Although what I will say, if I were to buy a Flieger, it would be a Stova because they've got a great history of providing these watches to not just the German army, but multiple uh, com- uh, countries throughout various conflicts and throughout the years and still has a great reputation. They don't just make Fleegers; they make the Marine classic, which is a classic white dial kind of Marine style watch. Um, so they, they make a bunch of different ones, but the Flieger is kind of their bread and butter. In terms of my thoughts on the Flieger 36, I, I think it's it would be a fantastic choice. Um, they also make it in a 40 and you know, a month ago, I would have said I personally wouldn't purchase the 36 for my seven and a half inch wrist. But Mm. a lot of you guys know, I tried perpetual girls, 36 millimeter Explorer, Rolex Explorer one on a NATO strap Mm -hmm. and loved it. Really loved it. Didn't feel it was too small. Actually made a video on YouTube. You guys can check out where I talk about watch sizes and I use the Explorer as an example. Um, so I would have said, no, I'd go with the 40, but If you look at the lug-to-lug, the lug-to-lug on the Explorer is about 43 millimeters. And with that NATO, it wears really good. The lug-to-lug on the Stova, because it's got taller lugs, is 44.6. So approaching 45 millimeters. So great lug-to-lug. I would totally wear this watch. And if we were going to buy one, I'd probably buy the 36 because we could share it. Right. And And it's the same
0: size as the Hamilton Mechanical that we got in yes that we yeah. that we reviewed and that was the 36 yeah. or was it 35
1: no it was th- it's either yeah i think it's 36 but that had a really long lug and it looked yeah. really big yep very big so i think the price is pretty good it's just under 1000 uh us dollars uh and i think you get a lot for your money it uses the the eda 2824 some of their fleegers use the 2804 which is a mecha- uh, manual line mechanical which is really cool i kind of wish the 36 had the mechanical, because if I'm going to do a Flieger, I want like a true original Fleer, and they weren't automatics; like they, the were, they were hand wind. Uh... Yeah, but still, nothing wrong with the two eight two four. Really nice decorations on the movement. Some of it comes with a sapphire case back, so you can see the movement. Some of them, and I don't know if they do it with the thirty six; they might. But Stova offers a lot of customization, so you can put your name on the rotor on some of the automatics. You can uh, put -hmm. your initials on the main barrel, spring barrel on some of them on the mechanical wines. Um, so they, they, they have some fun with it. So if you're into, you know, like we could buy one and put love and watches on the rotor, right. Mm -hmm. That would be kind of fun. But in any case, uh, I think it's a great, watch. I don't think you can go wrong. I, I don't think you're overspending for it. Um, Stova, it has a great name in Flieger's. I wouldn't go anywhere else for a Flieger personally. I definitely wouldn't do like an IWC or anything like that. Um, there are some other smaller brands that make them, but I think this is like, for me, this is the brand. If I'm going to buy a Flieger, this is where I'm going to go. And I really think the 36 is a fantastic size, especially if you're going to share it between two people. Absolutely. So, uh, so I hope that answers your question. Go for it.
0: Cool. Uh, so next question, shall I talk about?
1: Uh, yeah, go for it. Talk about it. Okay, yeah. this is
0: from Lorraine Y A. Lorraineia, and that's my friend who is a goose rescuer extraordinaire down mm-hmm. in uh,
1: Bakersfield. So who we've poisoned for life.
0: We've gotten her into um, collecting watches, and we yeah. I think we're going to have her on the show to talk about being a new collector. Yep, and we have she, plans for that. I have adopted 3 birds from her through through her and from her up to now, but um yep. that we can talk about when we actually have her on. Yep. So her question is, what does it mean to hack a watch? And a lot of people know what this is, but I know that there's a lot of new people yep. on our show and we don't want to assume that everybody knows everything about watches. So that's a really good question. The
1: only, un- the only dumb question is the one that you don't ask. Exactly. Right. <laughs> so exactly. I love this question. Yeah.
0: So it, uh, what hacking is, is when you pull out your crown and your second hand stops. So it pauses your watch so that you can synchronize it to your atomic, you know, timing. So when you set it, if you pull it out, you can, uh, then rotate your hour and minute hands, but your second hand stops. And normally, you pull your crown out and stop it at twelve perfectly, and then wait for your time to catch up, and then you push your crown in when it starts again. So, yep. why yep. why don't you talk about the how that originated? Because what okay. I don't know what the actual word. I don't really either. The word did
1: I know where it started being used? So, uh, it came from mil- military use. So. Uh, when soldiers were getting ready to go out to battle or or take part in a the mission they had to synchronize all of their watches if the seconds hand doesn't stop there's no way to do that uh, actually i there do. there might be and i'll talk a little bit about that but um so this what it's also referred to as a stop seconds so the stop seconds complication was invented really for this type of usage so everyone could stop their watch right with the seconds hand right at 12 um, set the time, and then they would say hack. Everyone and, would push their yeah, crown in, and now they're right? all synchronized for their mission. Um, where the actual word hack came from, I have, I've actually done a lot of research on this, and I've not found a conclusive answer as to where hack came from.
0: Maybe someone can
1: yeah. If one of our messages, listeners knows, yeah. let us know if you guys know, because I would love to, to know. I, I know it originated in the military, but I don't actually know where hack, why it's hack. I don't know where that term hack.
0: Military or railroad? Probably military, because that's
1: military they obviously railroads use it as well right to with synchronize their watches with their yeah. lever sets but uh yeah so that's kind of where that's where the term originated and what it means is basically just the second hand stops so if you look at like a seiko 5 with the, the seiko uh, 7s 26 movement that does not hand wind or hack mm-hmm. so when you pull the crown out to the time setting position not the date setting that's one thing to be clear on if your watch has a date A quick set date, that means when you, there's two outer positions for the crown. So three total positions all the way in, pull out to the first click to set your quick set date. Mm -hmm. And the seconds hand keeps cranking when you're doing that. So you can change your date and not mess with your time.
0: A lot of watches are like that.
1: Well, it's great Mm -hmm. because like at the end of February, February 28th. So your watch is going to say 29th, right? The next day. But if it's March 1st, you just pull out to the first position, advance to one and put it back in. You don't have to mess with the time. Um, And then hand winding refers to uh, if you have an automatic rotor that winds the watch when it's on your hand with newer movements, you can also manually wind the spring and, and, you know, get some power reserve in there with the 7S26. That's a non-hacking, non-manual wind. So there's no manual wind. You have to pick it up. And actually spin spin it, it, right, to get the movement to start cranking Is
0: that the same as the Orange Monster? Yeah, that has a 7S26. That's a day date, isn't it?
1: (sighs) Yes. Yeah.
0: And then talk a little bit about while you're setting your time, if you have a day date. Because newer people who are just new to watch collecting may not know that you can damage your watch.
1: Yeah, so normally between, so when, with some exceptions, like if you look at a Rolex, the date just, where right at 12, that date flips instantly. Most watches don't don't behave in that manner. Usually, what happens around nine or ten o'clock at night, uh, the the wheels between the main uh, timekeeping gears and the date wheel will start to engage, and for anywhere from four to six hours, that date wheel is moving. Now, in a lot of movements, there's some plastic in there, and if you try to uh, Manually, if you pull it out to the first setting and try to do your quick set date, like between 9 p.m. and 10 a.m., uh, you can potentially bust those those plastic gears. You can break it. So, whenever you're setting your date, always, I always recommend getting it getting your main time out of that 9 to 9 p.m. to uh, so just you know, set it to like 6 a.m. o'clock, Right? Yeah, set it to 6 o'clock. Get your date. So usually set it as the date the day before, and then you pull out. Once your second hand reaches 12, you hack the watch and then you wind until you get to the next day. So now you know you're you're at a.m. You're and You're actually then you set flipping the proper your own time. time. Yep. Yeah.
0: So it doesn't matter if it's 6 p.m. or 6 a.m., right? You just set it to 6
1: yeah, it doesn't matter. You just okay. want to be out of that 3 to 9 range.
0: And I know this. I'm just I'm yep. just bringing it up theoretically yep. so that everyone can understand if it's something new to you.
1: Yeah, yeah. You just want to be out of the 3 to 9 because you don't necessarily know if, if the watch has been sitting. You don't know if it's stopped in the PM or the AM. And if it's between 9 and 3, make sure you get it out of that range before mm-hmm. you do the quick set date just to make sure you don't bust any, any parts in there.
0: And some watches have buttons like the Omega Speedmaster. I'm not sure how you're manual one is yours is a no date right that's a no date okay so mine has the date
1: quick set push button. and it's got
0: a little push button that yep. I can use a little wooden toothpick for which yep. is really nice
1: yep so those are those are pretty cool the one thing I also wanted to throw in here was something called zero seconds so some higher end pieces have something called a, a zero seconds complication and what that means is you don't have to wait for the seconds hand to get all the way around to 12 o'clock if it's if the seconds hand is anywhere when you pull the crown out to time setting it automatically snaps back to, to like 12 a minute repeater. Well, not necessarily like a minute repeater. It just, you don't have to wait for it. There's a gear mechanism that automatically snaps the oh, seconds hand to reset zero. reset
0: like a chronograph.
1: Exactly. Oh. Except it's doing it with the main timekeeping seconds hand. So it's kind of cool. You don't have to sit there and wait for it to get to 12 and then pull your, you know, quickly pull your crown out to make sure you get it right at 12. If you're you know, that's anal awesome. about such things. I which love I kind learning of am, things. But, um, <laughs> so yeah, so some higher end watches have something called a zero seconds, which is different than a stop seconds. Stop seconds is just your basic hacking seconds hand stops when you pull out the crown. Zero seconds complication is when it actually snaps back to 12. My quartz powered um, bull of a precisionist does this. So when I pull oh. out to time setting, the seconds hand, you know, rotates around smoothly to 12. It doesn't snap back because that's not a mechanical. It rotates around Clockwise. I think some of the
0: G-Shocks but do that too, don't they?
1: Probably. Wouldn't surprise me. It's easier to do with quartz, obviously, because there's no mechanical complication. It's than just a doing program. It. Yeah. It's just a, the IC, the integrated circuit just says reset it to zero. So, mm-hmm. so anyway, great question. Thank um, you, Lorraine. Thank you, Lorraine. Uh, hopefully we cleared that up for some other folks that maybe didn't want to ask a question like that. But remember, the only dumb questions are the ones you don't ask. So, um,
0: And I learned something too.
1: Yeah, so we're going to ask for more questions. We're not going to get to all these. We are going to ask for some more because uh, we're probably going to just do a second installment because this is really fun for us. So uh, let I me see. I think we have
0: time for one more, and then yeah, we're I think over an life hour, is getting so in the way.
1: Let's do one more. And then, we again, we really apologize if we don't get to your questions. But we will. We have decided we're just going to do another episode next week, part two. So we're going to get to all of our questions. So last question for today uh this comes from aggressive timing habits which i believe um he is local in northern california here in san francisco area uh another another uh, great listener and (laughs) follower on instagram and
0: haven't you met him at toppers i
1: don't think so i don't think i've met oh
0: that was uh unexpected i've never
1: yeah and i've never really revealed who i am at toppers i've told (laughs) like maybe one person but uh anyway so aggressive timing habits Asks what is the next Grail for you two? You want to take this first?
0: Sure. Um, well, I guess as far as Grail, I have different definitions of Grail. Like, what's an affordable Grail, and what's a completely like what is unobtainium?
1: Yeah, like attainable versus I will never own. Right. Yeah.
0: So, uh, I think affordable Grail, something I I really I really like right now is the Panerai Thirty. You like the the Luminar Duo thirty eight. Yeah, the white dial. I really like that. I wish it had the the sandwich dial on it. It right. does not.
1: No, it has the painted So
0: I still am not sold on it, but it, it the size is right and And by uh, the way,
1: when when PG says affordable, we understand that may not be affordable for everybody. Correct. For us it's, all it's attainable. Yeah, it's, it's attainable. attainable
0: yeah. But you know, things will be sold and you know, everyone's got their own budget restraints and yep. sell something to you know, I recently sold a watch, so we're kind of finding what we really like and we're enjoying them and then selling them if we don't enjoy them and let someone else be blessed with it. So, um, so you, someday did, that would be, I'm sorry.
1: Sorry to interrupt, but I, so you did obtainable and then another category, maybe obtainable maybe someday, someday little, probably yeah, unrealistic and like then totally six, yeah
0: And then maybe like 60th birthday kind of, or. 50th wedding anniversary or something yeah. and that's the um of course the the royal oaks what is the re2 the, the um
1: is that a realistic re2 that's
0: the rolex explorer 2 oh gotcha okay that's one that yeah. i've been looking at because i i just love that dial and
1: the GMT. i've bought
0: other watches like it because i love it so much so that style i think would be really wearable for me with the white mm-hmm. um like if if this traska were a white dial with the with the stainless bezel, that would be kind of like an homage to that. Yeah. Um, the new one I think is going to be too big for me because it's a 42 with the maxi
1: case. Yeah. It's a big watch.
0: It's got the orange GMT hand, but I'd love to have a GMT watch. That's a little smaller. And I know the older Rolexes are smaller, but right now Rolexes are out of control.
1: The five digit is a 40 millimeter. It would fit better on, and it's not the maxi case. So, yeah.
0: But again, I don't have to have it. I have plenty of wonderful watches. So we're just kind of, um, Letting life happen and getting through all the damage of the winter. <laughs> um, and, a, and a little more unrealistic is uh, like the Gerard Perregaux Laureato.
1: Or the you have Royal Oak down and here And the too. Royal Oak, yeah.
0: the Audemars RPK. Those are just gorgeous and probably not something I could wear around with a pair of jeans and, you know, doing chores in.
1: Well, you if you don't have like diamonds or anything like that on, Correct. you totally could. I could. It's a sport watch. They're both yeah. sport watches.
0: So that's two there that might be really amazing someday. And then, so unobtainium would be the Jacques Adreau bird watches that have like the peacocks <laughs> with the moving. You've talked about those. Um, some of the special. Van Cleef and Arpels watches that have just a crazy, you know, enameled, jeweled flowers and birds and all these animal related things are just so stunning and um I'd, I'd rather have something like that than even though I like it, the rainbow gold Rolex, that's, that's more gaudy than something I'd, um, wear. It's really nuts. And my sister-in-law and I always talk about like, look at the rainbow jewels. It's so beautiful. And it is, (laughs) but I couldn't wear it. It just wouldn't, it wouldn't work on me for my personality and my, um, buying watches. People always wonder like, and this is another topic we want to talk about is how do you buy someone a watch? And we've talked a little bit about it, but you can't just go out and buy any watch for anybody. You kind of have to think about what their job is, what their personality is, what are they doing all day? Um, Are they into feminine things? Are they into masculine things? Do they like big watch? I mean, there's so many things. It's like buying a car, buying clothes or shoes. So um, I don't know. Those are two. So how about you?
1: Okay. So The first question I asked myself was, do we really have grails? And I guess we do. There are watches. As there's a couple for me that are definitely grails. And, um, and
0: not to interrupt, but some grails, they don't have to be a quarter of a million dollars.
1: No. Like I really, want, bucks. I
0: really want a moon watch bad. Yeah. And I don't care yeah. if it's a quartz. Mm-hmm. I really want a moon watch. I want moon, to know when yeah, the moon's moon going to be full. Yeah. Moon, moon phase. I'm sorry. Yeah. Moon phase.
1: The Speedmaster's the moon watch. Come on, lady. I know. And they
0: make a Speedmaster...
1: <laughs> they do a moon phase. Moon phase. But it's huge.
0: Exactly. Yeah, so I'd like big. something that I could wear that has... It's going to tell me when the moon's going to be full. So I know yeah. when it's going to be nice to be outside in the summer. And yeah. But I digress.
1: All right. So before we wrap, I'll, I'll give you guys my, my grails. <laughs> and I'll be quiet. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's I'm sorry. all good. It's all good. I get excited. Uh, So there's, there's a couple for me that I've always really liked that are pretty pricey it's not you know it's they're they're at least double what we've ever spent on a watch more than double what we've ever spent on a watch. more like triple yeah they're they're up there <clears throat> the first uh is the i'm not even trying to pronounce the brand name i think it's a, a- longa un sona lang and son mm-hmm. whatever right I, lang. Mean, I i i try to pronounce them but you know what can i say i'm not german or french um even though i have both german and french in me anyway to digress, the Lang one. Longa one. Love it. I've always loved it. I'm a big fan of the asymmetrical dial. The big date up in the upper right hand corner. You've got your sub-dials. It's so iconic. Um, and I would love to earn to to own a fine German timepiece. Um, having said that, I don't really I don't really have a place I could wear it. I don't dress in suits. Yep, that's the one. <laughs> so sub seconds down at like it's what like four thirty, five thirty. It's not a overly blingy. It's not, but it's very dressy. It's not it blingy. But it's very dressy, and I really don't buy dress watches much anymore. I still love it and it might be something someday that would be fun to own once I get a little older. Um I just love the layout, you know. And then you get into like the moon phases and mm. I, they're just
0: beautiful, beautiful. I sure watches. liked that Detroit. One that you did the hands-on review that was oh, the new moon very, phase. Yeah, yeah that was I love that I'd like you to own that someday I kept
1: comparing that to like Patek it's got the very complicated dial and yeah
0: that's a, that was a stunner
1: yeah but but for but me, not the, to digress sorry the, the longer one would be would definitely be a Grail I just don't know if I'd buy it only because I don't know how much I'd be able to wear it I just don't know if I'd have enough opportunities to really get my money's worth out of a used, yeah, even use there like 18 20 grand right and it'll be sitting expensive. in your safe yeah and i that's not you know if something's just sitting then we consider selling these days so that's one i'm also gonna uh throw the royal oak out there i i do love the His look of hers. the royal oak <laughs> um you know just the basic three-handed not the chronograph or the or the offshore or anything like that that's just a like the ultra thin very cool um so love the royal oak again probably not something we'll ever be able to afford we might we could sell we could sell a bunch of pieces and buy these but i there's not in terms of our pieces that we would make decent money on i don't know if i'd want to sell any of them so
0: we're more of the type of having more watches that cost less as opposed to having a one watch grail which well, i've yeah. seen a lot of people who do have a really really small collection but they've got like two or three just out of control oh, yeah. beautiful expensive pieces and there's nothing wrong with that either, but we just happen to really like the unique and the variety and having some low you know, variety. We like the differences and,
1: yep. Um, All right, so I've got one more, and then we'll wrap. Okay. This would, well, if I bought one when they first came out in stainless steel, <gasps> would have been. Oh, I think I know what to uh, say. I could have pulled it off. I'm not a huge fan of the new titanium cased one. These are all limited editions, like 99 or 100 pieces. Um, and then there's some he's got some different versions of it some of you may laugh but i know a lot of the guys out there love this thing i know pg just doesn't it just doesn't don't do it for, it. for her, yeah. especially considering the cost um, but i love this watch it's just so fun it's uh the constantine constantin shaken joker constantin shaken joker it's
0: a moon face
1: it's a moon phase it basically looks like a joker's face beautiful guilloche. I mean, gorgeous, all hand, handwork. It's stunning. It's really an amazing piece. Uh, it's not an in-house movement. It's got a module on it. I believe it's based on an ETA, but then there's a custom module for the moon phase and for splitting the minutes and the, the hours. So the stainless steel, I think when it was released in 2017 was like 7,500 bucks. Um, and basically the, the two eyes, are the pupils are the hour on the left, and then on the right, so it it gets all these crazy, it's you know, goofy. cross-eyed it's and goofy. looking in all different directions. It's totally goofy. And then the mouth uh, with a tongue that moves from left to right is the moon face, and <laughs> 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 she just hates it, guys. I don't, what, I don't know what to tell I you. It's not that I hate
0: it. I just I just find it not practical because. And I, I'm sure people disagree with me, but if you're going to spend that much money, I don't know. I <laughs> you, just, you wouldn't I, do it on clown a clown face. <laughs> I wouldn't because, I mean.
1: I love it. I, I no, absolutely no, love not it. It's
0: something you can wear all the time.
1: It's, I, maybe it's a guy thing because pretty much every practical. guy collector that I know loves it and yearns for one of these There's things. a lot of
0: really wealthy guys on Instagram wear it, too.
1: Yeah. Well, and a Very lot of guys that have, guys. have reached to be able to buy it. Again, I'm not a fan of titanium in general, and the titanium is like twelve or thirteen thousand uh which by the way, guys, these are all sold out so it's it's a moot point um
0: onobtanium
1: yeah, it is even though the stainless steel from a price perspective is something that we could we could do I mean we, you know it's basically the same price as the submariner that we that mm-hmm. we recently purchased, but you can't they're all sold out, you can't find them. If you find one on the secondary market, it's gone up in value because they're so sought after. I'm hoping he brings back another version of with a stainless steel. If he does and it's affordable, I would probably sell a watch or two to buy. That's how much I like this thing.
0: I kind of wish he would bring one out that's a little bit um simpler and more on the level of something you can afford, not you know with a lesser quality and maybe something a little more. Down to earth for the rest of us
1: who couldn't he he, afford it. But you yeah, know, why he, do that when like, you're making so much money, right? Yeah, he's a, and he's a tiny independent. It's all done by hand. I mean, the 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 craftsmanship that goes into these is incredible. There's some videos out there that people have taken factory tours. Dave Bredden took a, a factory tour from piece, a blog yeah. to watch and actually bought one, but it's just it just really it's high horology in terms of the mechanics, but It's almost like, hey, I'm going to buy a a kind of a more expensive watch, but I'm not going to take. I'm refuse to take this hobby too seriously. I'm going to have fun with it. It's
0: very, very tongue in cheek. It's
1: super tongue in cheek, but it's just so well done. I just love it. I have
0: to say, the band that has the necktie on it is pretty funny.
1: Oh yeah, at the bottom, and then the the bezel has playing cards around the edge. You know, because it came from the Joker playing card, so Mm -hmm. it's got playing cards. You know. In, in, it's kind of the along bezel. the same
0: line as those skull watches that cost a fortune too.
1: Yeah. A lot of different skull watches. Yeah. I'm a big skull guy, but I didn't have any of not really on my grail list. There isn't one that I just really love. I thought but you loved, I loved,
0: loved, loved that skull. The one that's shaped like the skull, the female oh, designer. Fiona Kruger. Yeah. yeah.
1: Those yeah. are awesome. They're all sold out to you. The smaller ones. I Very wouldn't get the expensive. bigger one. Very expensive. It's not like expensive. something
0: you could like go to a formal...
1: No, I'd love to meet Fiona someday though. That'd be, maybe we'll have her on the show one of these days, but really cool. She's Just got a new to one too women that's not in, Skull. But... In the watch world. Yeah, exactly. So anyway, that was, that was where my grails. I mean, and... the
0: quality of that, that clown is really, it's fantastic when you look at how, oh, it's... how the, the dial is and.
1: The workmanship is astounding. It's really, and if you watch some of these videos and interviews with him, it really is amazing. <laughs> and uh
0: it's growing on me.
1: He's come out with like, he came out with the clown version, which was kind of scary. It was like a murderous thriller clown it was, oh, wait, a, it was i really, thought it was a clown no it, the joker is the original then he came out with a limited edition that was the clown which looks kind of scary like from a horror movie then he came out with a one-off for a customer that looked like a pumpkin a jack-o'-lantern which was in 2018 um for for uh halloween so he's done some oh he did one with uh It looked like Dracula. That was super cool. Yeah, that's the pumpkin. The pumpkin. He did one that looked like Dracula with the teeth that, and at night when you got to PM, the teeth would lower out of the top of the mouth over (laughs) the moon phase. It was was super cool. So those are the kind of things. That's all hand done. All those modules, making those teeth move up and down, that's all custom work in there. So neat watch, neat line of watches. You know, fingers crossed. uh, Yeah, that's the clown. Fingers Mm -hmm. crossed he'll come out with something that, again in stainless that still is similar to the original joker because i would that is a watch i would jump on if i had to sell something afterwards to cover it i would do that but um rare opportunity like i say doesn't make many so that would be those would be my three girls all right should we let's wrap this up okay Uh, again guys if we didn't get to your question today we we will really apologize but we are not we will answer them so we're just going to do a round two um, and if more questions come in, we'll do a round three if we have to. But we we really, we didn't want to just kind of blow through these with quick answers. We really want because you guys took the time to send them in, we really wanted to take the time to answer them and, and really talk about each one. So if we didn't get to your question today, we will get to them on the next show or round three or whatever. And if you haven't sent a question in to us yet, please do so. You can email That's them to fun. admin at loveandwatches.com. You can DM them to us on Instagram, but if you're not on Instagram, just email them. Uh, definitely bring get those questions in. Uh, in terms of wrapping up the show, oh, yeah. yeah.
0: Um, just one thing I wanted to, to put out there that um, it seems that I have a lot of followers that follow my Perpetual Girl account, but some are not following the Love & Watches account, and that's where we're doing a lot of the updates for podcasts and different uh, programs. We did our giveaway Videos. there. Videos and videos and things like that. And I I can't really cross post too much or else I get shadow banned. Yep. So in order to communicate, I get punished. So <laughs> we want to make sure that everyone's following the love and watches. Cause down if we, Instagram. yeah, if we, if we do any kind of a, <clears throat> any kind of a um, giveaway, we want to make sure everybody's following both. So, cause I don't want, yeah. I don't want to kill my personal account because I, it's mostly watches and it's almost hundred percent watches. So yeah. we're kind of doing a little bit of all three of us. We don't want to,
1: well we post like what we're wearing for the day those go on our personal accounts the love and watches is more is very geared towards the show and towards what we're doing on youtube and give like you said giveaways and upcoming podcast announcements so definitely follow love and watches on instagram we do have a facebook site but it just automatically updates when i do the website posts we're not focusing on it right now (laughs) yeah maybe at some point we'll do it um if, if there's someone out there that really thinks we need to be on Facebook, definitely reach out to us. Let us know. Um, I'll, if we there do more on data... though, I'll probably look for some help because yeah. I just don't have time to do it. There's, so. there
0: were some data <clears> breaches <throat> on Facebook yeah. lately. So we're kind of
1: nervous. So about that. That's that. Um, check out the YouTube channel. We're definitely growing subscribers. Uh, we're, if I posted every week, I know we'd get more subscribers quickly. I think once we hit a hundred, we could do live streams and live streams is something that we're thinking about for the future. You guys know what we look like now. Uh, so we might be doing some live streams either on Instagram or face or uh, YouTube, excuse me. So look for that. Check out our videos. I just did a really fun one on, on uh, watch sizes and what to consider when looking at, at dimensions of watches and, and if they, you think they might look good on your wrist or not. So Definitely check that out. Um, and as always, I just want to thank all of you that have stuck by us as we've got this thing off the ground and gotten to know a lot of a lot of you. And just you guys are a watch fan. We love it. Love you guys. Thank you for for sticking with us with the show and for following us on Instagram and engaging with us. And uh, just uh, we're just having a great time. So
0: yeah. Who who would have thought? We didn't. I I never thought this would turn into you know twenty podcasts after just editing your I know your your reviews so it yeah. kind of started with me wanting to just follow you and it it morphed into us having so much discussion between the two of us that we thought we should probably do a do a yeah. real do the real deal so it's yeah. uh, kind of opened me up to a kind of a new thing
1: it, it's been a ton of fun and now we <clears throat> we really
0: <clears throat> he's got allergies. <clears throat>
1: excuse me guys we really want to bring more to you so we're we're gonna work towards doing this every week <clears throat> we're gonna have guests on a lot of good stuff lined up for you um yeah definitely review us on on iTunes if you listen I think most of you guys listen on iTunes please or get Spotify a, maybe. or Spotify get in there give us a you know one through five rating on the stars and if you've got a, a few seconds uh you know give us a quick review let us know Um, also always happy to take topics. I have, uh, one of our listeners suggested a topic this morning that we've kind of chatted about. So definitely always open to topic suggestions from you guys, because we want to deliver what you want to hear. Uh, it's, it's one thing us just talking about something we care about, but let us know what you want to hear about and, uh, look for some exciting stuff coming up. Maybe some, uh, collaboration with another podcast out there who knows, (laughs) um, and like I said, we got the guests coming on, just all kinds of fun stuff. So, oh, one thing I wanted to mention, I'm not going to say yet what the prize is, but for those that have been regrammed through the end of 2018, mm. we are going to be having a drawing for a prize for you guys for a giveaway. So that's why I keep harping on everybody on Instagram. Make sure you're tagging us at Love and Watches and using the the hashtag Love and Watches um, because. We haven't quite decided on the frequency yet. It could be every three months, every six months, um, but we will be doing giveaways for those that get regrammed. So make sure you're tagging us for a chance to get regrammed and you're going to be in with a shot, a really good shot, because we only do anywhere from one to three regrams a week. Uh, So your chances are going to be pretty good at... at, Winning the giveaway for our regrams. So definitely tag us and use the hashtag and you'll be in it for a shot at winning something. So next couple podcasts and on Instagram coming up here in the next couple weeks, we're going to let you first rounders uh, know what you're going to be in with a shot at winning. So I think that's it. Are we good? I think we're good. Let's wrap this because I got to go to work.
0: Yep. (laughs) And I have to let some really noisy birds out
1: yeah so guys as always thank you for listening and uh, we will see you guys for episode 20 this is ranch racer
0: and perpetual girl have a great day
1: all right hang loose guys we'll uh, talk to you in a week